Tales from the Plantation, Volume 39. Welcome to everybody tuning in still over this quarantine season. I am your host, Harry Tubman, leading you all to freedom. We also have with us... Nazi, Nazi, Nazi. Wow, okay. And we also have... It's your boy Tunde. Um, you can find me at TFTP underscore Tunde on Instagram and Twitter, but right now I'm not there. So leave a message and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Stay blessed. So speak to us about that. Why why can't people find you? I was um I'm doing a social media fast for Lent. So and how, how is that going? First week was hard. It was really hard. Like, because it's such a reflex to just reach for my phone and then I'll have notifications from Twitter or Insta or at least have something I can scroll through. So I've, I've logged out of the apps, but I've not completely deleted them off my phone. So mm-hmm. it's there and like reflexively I'll tap it and it'll just be there like, you want to log in? Like, oh, rah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> just out. Um, and I just forget how many things count as social media. So it's like, so what? What are you counting as social media? Like, you counting WhatsApp? No. Uh, no, WhatsApp is messaging. Um, social media is Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, TikTok, Facebook, Reddit. Oh, you count Reddit as social media? Reddit is not like a messaging board. No, nah, surely that is. Reddit is like that's just internet. It's, it's like that's just like a messaging board or like a forum. Yeah, it's, like a mess- forum. it's a forum, but I, I guess I, maybe I, I checked. I checked a link, but essentially, any anything where you can post something and the whole world could see it immediately, mm. that's social media. Fair, yeah, yeah. And like, so do you feel like do you feel like you'll have a healthier relationship with social media afterwards? Was that no, why you did it, or? Okay. Um, I every year I tend to I try to do something that I'll find quite difficult. So last year I think was the first year it was vegan with no cakes, no chocolates, so not even vegan alternatives for snacks or anything. Ooh, well, really? And you, and you did it? Yeah, yeah. That was that was tough, but I didn't miss it too tough. It was the the hardest thing for me was like ice cream because that's probably my my major vice. I just go through ice cream. Right, the rest of it, meats, I wasn't missing, man. Vegan alternatives have been banging. I just don't need snacks like that. But this year, I decided to go tougher again. And this is social media. That's a good shout. Thanks. Oh, yeah, we'll see you. We'll see you on the other side. When When is, when is le- this is, that's Easter, right? So yeah. 5th or 5th, 6th of April. So that's when yeah. we, you'll make your grand return. That's it. I'm about to, I'm about to tweet like an addict. All right, cool. <laughs> well, do you know what, man? When you when I saw you do, I was like, I thought, man, this is something I should. Do you know what it is for me? The only re- the reason I don't do, and I kid myself, I kind of kid myself. I'm like, well, I need to for like business and stuff, like for the podcast and for this and that. But I could just use scheduled. Are you still like keeping any sort of presence? When I say keeping any sort of presence, are you using scheduling apps or anything? Or literally just nothing. Um, I have got Hootsuite for if I need to send anything. Mm. But- um yeah linkedin's also out so i've got emails telling me that people have been trying to send me messages or trying to add me as contacts so their invitations are waiting but you know, I have to wait till april do you know what i might have to i might even have to join you on that at some point but um when does Lent end easter man yeah first week of april this year oh gosh it's longer than i thought 
Oh, I might as well just start my event, event things again. I failed at all of them, so. Just <laughs> um. Oh, sorry, Tunde. That was that was a very long intro, but yeah, it was an interesting point. Uh, and we also have with us back from her absence. Hello, everybody. It's Buttons. I'm back. I've not invented a theme tune because realistically, who does that? Um, but also, not... your voice couldn't hack it. <laughs> Although, although, having said that, though, Nezzy, you didn't really sound okay, like okay. Nezzy. No, I'm not okay. gonna lie, though, Nezzy didn't so... really sound like she'd been taking singing lessons. So. <laughs> oh, <laughs> who are you? I wasn't really being really serious. <laughs> the thing is, the thing is, I just want everybody to take in this moment because when I come for you on smoke shortly within the next hour or so, um, <laughs> I just want everybody to know that it was a retaliation like you started this so I don't want to hear any tears but anyway back to my nice polite intro because people stay trying to you know bring you back down to a level that you've grown out of I'm back guys I did have a brief hiatus but I'm back um I've not given up anything for Lent because I just feel like we've given up our entire lives and our year and to be honest Mm -hmm. that's as much as I'm willing to part with and even then I'm not really happy about it so that's my intro also very interesting point (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's honestly I think why I didn't feel as bad for failing I was just like to be honest we've all given up so much like it's just I should have more mental strength but right now, I'm running about half my capacity for mental strength. Yeah. So, like, so shout, out, shout out to you wrong. today, man. I, yeah, that's the thing. I proper rate, sure, I proper rate that. that is like willpower. What I'm saying is I don't have it and I don't need another disappointment. Like, I, <laughs> I, I can't. Like, I, I actually, do you know how much I hear that? Like, actually, that, disapp- that actually affected my mental health, the fact that I couldn't keep yeah. my resolutions. I actually felt so bad about myself. So, yeah. you know. But we press on. I'm going to reset this week. Sheesh. Um, that's important. The um, yeah, cognitive behavioral therapy. I'm not sure if any of y'all have uh, looked into it, thought about it. It's all about recognizing the habits and patterns, right? But you got to remember that you are a human being. You will fail. Yeah, We are fallible. So if you fall off, the key thing is just to get back on as soon as you can. You know, it's not the end of the world. You're not a terrible person because you couldn't keep it up. It just happened. Just like tomorrow, you could keep up what you want to do. That's also just happened. And you should be proud of that. Celebrate celebrate the wins. Don't punish yourself for uh, finding things difficult. See, I, okay, wait, hold on. Sorry. I'm, I'm sorry to be that person, yeah? But you see when you say things like these sweeping statements, like don't punish yourself if you fail or like if you get something wrong. Sometimes you need to be a little bit harsh with yourself. And sometimes you need to tell yourself that, that was a failure and a disappointment and you are disappointed. And that's important too. Yeah. But not for the small stuff. I agree with that. I, it doesn't It doesn't even matter what size it is. Don't punish yourself for failing. Acknowledge that you did. Because if it's, if it's against what you're trying to do, then don't just sit there and be like, yeah, well, that was okay. It wasn't. But acknowledge it wasn't. Move on from it. Go back to doing what you want to be doing. Focus, focus on that as opposed to... Because a lot of people tend to do the whole oh man, I failed and that's it. I've let myself down. It's all over. It's wrapped. And they focus in that moment. It's all right to be like, you know what I did? I did miss my step target for the day or I did overdo it on the calories yesterday. I did eat the junk food I I said I wasn't going to eat or I did log on to social media for two minutes. Yeah, cool. You did it. 
But if the aim is to not focus on that for tomorrow. Yeah, sure. Because I just think you waste, you end up wasting too much time. If you chastise yourself too much, you end up wasting, you end up wasting time. I kind of agree with both of you. Like sometimes you just do need to say, listen, you flopped. Um, but then you just get up back on the horse. Because yeah, I, I've started to be kinder to myself, I think, and just being like, you know what? Yeah, you flopped. Tomorrow we're just going to go again. But there's no point wasting time because life's too short, man, to just keep fa- focusing on your L's, man. It's too yep, short. Yep. Um, with that being said, first things first, um, this is actually, I mean, I had it this morning. Do you not season your baked beans? It's a very quick topic because I just feel like there's only one right answer. And if you don't have the right answer, I don't really have time for you. <laughs> I, do, I do think that like taking a, ba- a can of baked beans and I don't know, putting it in a bowl, putting the microwave and then putting it on your toast is like equal to jumping off a cliff. I was watching that, needs, that needs elaboration, please. I wouldn't it's say, just... I would say it's more equivalent to like putting raisins in potato salad. It's like, I wasn't trying to go there. I was just saying, and in that, I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying I wasn't, that's not the point I was going to make. I was just going to say that it's like, I, I, I would say that it's self destructive behavior. <laughs> it is it is self-abuse like we were just talking about self-love and i think that is an act of self-abuse like to just take a tin of beer like i don't understand why you wouldn't want to add a little bit of onion a little bit of pepper so, yes. and that's right a deep up. point because what it really means is that english people just don't love themselves and that's why they are the way they are <laughs> Stop all their adding food. these racial tones to my Ooh. point. All their, all their food is like that. Like it's like, why wouldn't you add seasoning? And they're just well, like, no. And okay, maybe that's on, why on. they've redirected their anger towards others. I was not even trying to have that kind of tone. You see how? Okay, hold on, hold on. I, all yeah, I wanted to know was, I just wanted you to know say how. Let's start with light topic, yeah, so that we can no. keep things light and airy. And my girl's coming with deep. this, like, wow. Umar Johnson a, is Umar Johnson has just, just a, entered the chat. It was just a side thought that if you don't love yourself, you can't love others. Umar Johnson has That's just entered the it's chat. It's not Umar Johnson. It's very much more Oprah, I would say. Man, I don't know. It that absolutely, was... absolutely is not. You will not drag Miss Oprah's Oprah. name into this. Literally, because you don't know Stedman be taking them beans straight out the can and putting it, putting the half can back in the fridge. So. I think you've both missed the point. Oprah is far too rich to be eating baked beans. There is. I mean, there's a, yeah, there's, right, all, there's, 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 there's also, also that. that. There's also that. Triggered. No, but, so, so hold up. No, but I just wanted to know, like, what's your guys' process for when you... So I'll tell you, my my process, this is just what I do. I do onions um, and then I do uh, just some sort of all-purpose all purpose or chicken season or something like that. And then black pepper always has to be black pepper um and these days i've gone to mushrooms as well and it's probably some like brown coriander cumin mushrooms yeah mushrooms. but yeah mushrooms mushrooms with baked beans guys oh, try it fried mushrooms on the side of like a fry up yes mushrooms chopped up into your baked beans that is an act of self abuse no no no. trust me trust me it's it's dope but then i'm i'm a mushroom fiend like anything anything I, I don't know. I would eat mushrooms or anything. Like, to be honest, I just love mushrooms. So that's just me. But baked beans and mushrooms actually work. But yeah, that's what I do these days. But if anything, 
there's always going to be all purpose. There's always going to be pepper, probably some coriander, um, some ground coriander and ground cumin or something like, but I just haven't, I've only had baked beans like straight a couple of times and that was at work. And I genuinely realized I never knew what it, I, ne- I realized I never knew what it tasted like, just like plain. Cause my I've mom had, was never giving it to me. I, I've had it, like if I go for a brunch and there's beans as part of my breakfast order or at a hotel, like you have it there then, but then I still, I, but even still, I still put pepper in it and a bit of salt because <laughs> it just needs I it. believe in self-love. <laughs> <laughs> but the, here's, the, here's the other thing though. And I know, that's the thing. I know people, I don't, I'm not trying to be this deep at all, but I guess it's slightly a deep point. But I just think like, maybe is there a thing where us, we're so used to putting too much like sodium and salt in our, in our stuff and it's not very good? Because I'm sure baked beans already has like some sort of quantity of salt or something in yeah, it. Yeah, but I don't think you really need to, like when you season baked beans, I don't really add that much salt to them. I'm more like add along the lines of like the onions, with garlic, oh, that, pe- that pepper. Yeah. 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 Like it's Even not really just, just that. salt, it's just more the other stuff that needs to be added. I just yeah. don't think, like, if I have baked beans unseasoned, it's I, it's edible. It's not like it's the worst thing. But I wouldn't have, like, I just wouldn't have baked beans by themselves. If I have baked beans what, unseasoned, it's like cheese like, on toast or something like that, something like that. But I, I don't even, I would never go out of my way to make that. That's probably you know, something if I've like, gone somewhere. It's like having toast without butter. It's edible, but why would you do that? Exactly. That's how I feel about it. Like the only yeah. reason I do it is because I don't have enough time to season it. Like, say I was mad late for something and the only thing in my house was a can of baked beans and I had no time to season it and I had to eat the baked beans. Then, yeah. But otherwise, why would I do that? Do you know, do you know what? I'm way too, like, Western for my own good because in my head, I was like, I'll just Uber Eats and then get it where I'm going. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> true, true. Also that. <laughs> like, but money's tight in this, in this pandemonium, so maybe I would have a can of baked beans. Fair. Um, I think that uh Heinz or Branston, the only pans of beans that I recognize, um, should do like what Weetabix did the other day, and that would absolutely break the internet. Did you guys see what Weetabix did, right? Yeah, and then every brand yeah. and their dog came in and just tried to get a piece of the action. And then Jacob Rees Morgan Colt Co had to ruin it. Bro. I was like, you guys <laughs> everything. Absolutely like, deaded the joke. They just deaded it. <laughs> I, said, I was just like, people wait, are dying. Wait, 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 wait. Sorry, wait. Today, what do you mean they did the joke? You should, shouldn't you have been on offline? This is this was before. I'm afraid. I'm very yeah, sorry. Before, wow. Before. You see, I should try to get yeah, you know. Very wow. really disappointed. Wow. Really in your no, no, no. Wow. No, that was dredging. You know? <laughs> no, no buttons. That was actually oh, dread. That is friend accountability. That is a form of self love. Don't don't try and make it into something it wasn't. Wow. Okay, so but for the, for those who didn't who didn't who's never heard it actually, um, let me just let me see if I can play it. I'd rather you didn't, but okay. Oh, are you sure? Is it that? If you get, <laughs> it's just sad. No, 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 so this, this is what he said. Weetabix is a world famous breakfast cereal made in Burton Latimer in the Kettering constituency. Yeah. One of the debates that has been dividing the nation this week, perhaps even more divisive than Brexit has been over the years, is whether having Weetabix with baked beans is an attractive serving suggestion for a healthy meal. As they used to say, Weetabix are on Beetabix. Um, my personal preference, if I were to eat Weetabix, is not with um, baked beans, which I've always thought absolutely disgusting. I, there, was a, there was an advert. Well, I'm sorry if I've upset the makers of baked beans, but there was a saying, 
um, which is desperately politically incorrect nowadays, so I hope the right old lady will forgive me. It was their advertising slogan. A million housewives every day pick up a can of beans and say, Heinz leans beans. But when I was a child, this was corrupted to a million housewives every day pick up a can of beans and say, Yuck, throw them away. And I'm sorry, that has always been my view of baked beans. I'm not going to lie, man. I find that guy just... I can't stand him so much. The thing is, it's just like he's so unashamed of being an entitled piece of crap. That's 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 what it is for me. It's like he's like, I'm going to raise a debate about baked beans or entertain it, but I just want everybody to know that I don't eat baked beans because I'm too rich for that. I think he said he ended up saying something about nanny's marmalade. He's like, the end of it. basically, he's like, I'm sorry to the poor community that you have to eat baked beans. If I were to eat that, if I were to eat that 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 poor people's food, mm, then I don't know how I'd eat it. But generally, I just want you to, to let you know that I don't eat that kind of stuff. What was the point? But what I what I find what I found annoying is that I was like, listen, brands and stuff can joke about it. You lot are in the midst of a like, you have basically screwed over our country, and we're now so deep into this pandemic versus some other countries. I'm like. You guys are not in a position to be joking. Sorry, this is this is not your time to be joking. It's you just better so just focus on. It's just so because but, it's just like you you've screwed up too much to be to be cracking. Yeah, jokes. there's no time for banter. It's like not if your man me. cheats on you and comes back home and is trying to do little you know Chris Rock routine. It's it's just like no, like you screwed up too much. It's not the time for jokes. There's nothing you can say that's funny that's going to get you out of the situation. So just focus on the situation at hand. Personally, I honestly didn't even hear what he said. Uh, I like <laughs> I. I if you said recall one of the words that or one of the phrases that he used, I would not even be able to do that. I just, I don't even hear their clownery anymore. And that, again, is a form of self-love. <laughs> <laughs> just to be able to tune out the, the specific frequencies. Literally, of like a frequency. Just, just, he starts talking and just my brain just goes, and that's yeah. it. And I just want to add, because somebody's going to come for me and say that I'm a food snob. I absolutely am. But the difference between me and Jacob Rees-Mogg is that I'm not trying to deny housing and food for people who don't have while being a food snob. And that's the difference. Just want to point that out before someone tries to wow, come for I me. Wow, I mean, that's very you know of you. When this gets released, everyone everywhere will be thinking, no one was coming for you, hon. You know what I'm saying? You literally outed yourself, but that's okay. Um, that's right. just... The thing is, I know I'm going to say something in like two weeks where I say, I don't eat in this particular place or I would never touch this particular food. And then people are going to come for me. And I just want to make that point before it happens. Fair enough. Preemptively. Um, yeah. I'm myself preemptively. Cool. So <laughs> moving on from a slightly from a, a lighthearted topic to a slightly more serious topic, um, Black Lives Matter. So obviously, um, over the last, I guess it's like nine months. Um, so I think it was like right in June, Black Lives Matter UK started raising money. Um, I think they asked for five hundred thousand, ended up getting like one point two million. Um, I guess. Well, I guess this is maybe one of the contentious not contentious points, but like, what were they actually raising sort of money for? I guess what people assume that they were raising money for, um, I don't know, were maybe slightly different to what their views of what they wanted to raise money for were. So their statement said that, um, you know, we're a coalition of black activists and organizers. We've been organizing since 2016. Um, we're committed to dismantling imperialism, capitalism, white supremacy, et cetera, et cetera, developing new and exciting ways of organizing that center transparency, accountability, safety, and healing, 
they organize in the black radical tradition, commitment to all black lives. These donations are to support UK BLM's work with black communities across the UK, an evolving fund to support black life against institutional racism and enable radical reimagining knowledge slash knowledge production from within our communities. Um, yeah, so that, that, that fundraiser got organized. Um, and I guess as the weeks and months went on, people started tweeting them saying, uh, what are you guys talking about? Like, what, what are you guys going to be spending the money on? And accusations of like fraud went around and these guys just took all our money and we don't know where it's gone, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and it culminated that at a certain point, I think it was maybe two a week or two weeks ago, um, they basically did an article, I think this was in The Guardian, explaining where the money went. I think Nadine White as well, or Nadine White, I don't want to mispronounce it, but she um, did an article with them as well about where they were sort of giving their fundraising to. So um, they've done a first round. And so some of the recipients have been the United Friends and Families campaign, uh, Sister Space, um, AZ Magazine, a bunch of, you know, sort of a bunch of different um, sort of uh, organizations that sort of vary randomly different, random different places. So for instance, they've donated to Abalali, a black South African shack dwellers movement campaign against evictions and for public housing and Sindicato de Manteros de Madrid, a Spanish labor union of primarily of union of people primarily from black and migrant communities. Um, and so they said each black organ, each organization has either black or multi-ethnic leadership. Um, and the second round of funding will take place later this year, where groups will be invited to apply for the remaining funds, ring fence for other organizations. And then the remaining 600,000, so they've got the 169,500, I guess the what amount would that be? My men's math isn't great, but something like 331,000, oh, 431,000 you can apply for. And then the other 600,000 is towards building an anti-racist organization that can scale up its existing, existing community organizing, educational work and direct actions. Um, so there's been a, like, I guess, uh, a variety of different opinions about this in terms of um, are they spending money on the right things? Uh, and then also the sort of politics of the organizers of BLM UK and the leaders of BLM UK versus, and I wouldn't even necessarily say the black pe black people necessarily black all black people in the UK because you know Twitter is just a subsection of that and we can't be sure of what the mass of black people think. You get what I mean? But at least from at least some of the conversation on Twitter, it seems like people aren't happy with where some of this money is going. For instance, I think one of the criticisms was leveled at something like at the money they gave to sister space, which I think was like 10,000 pounds, but sister space needed 30,000 pounds. So, um, sister space is like a domestic violence sort of charity for, um, for black women. Um, I think they're in, they're based in Hackney. So it's supposed to be like domestic abuse services for, um, it's a community based nonprofit initiative created to bridge the gap in domestic abuse services, um, for African heritage women and women and girls. So basically I, Nezzy's telling me to hurry up. So basically, my point is like, <laughs> I'm just trying to no, no, I'm trying to, no, I'm trying to give the I'm, I'm trying to give the background leaflet. to the Listen, man, just, man said, man said, Pastor, the service ended half an hour ago. <laughs> I'm just trying to give the He's like, I'm getting ready to close. <laughs> One more thing. No, no, I was just trying to give the background to the story. But basically, I think that the question here is like, um, is like what they're doing in opposition with the material needs of black people. So the reason I say that is. For instance, you have them donating to 
Black people who are not in the UK, so in South Africa or Spain, um, you also have them donate to organizations which don't necessarily have just Black leadership. It's like multi-ethnic leadership, so they said. So not every single person, so not all of the leadership is Black. So an example of that would be like UFFC, um, for instance, which I think has Black people in leadership, but I don't think it's all all Black. What does UFFC stand for? United Friends and Families Campaign. So UFFC, um, if you don't know, is like basically... It's like funds for people who've had their children die um, in police, or not children, but people who have their families who've died in police custody, prisons and psychiatric hospitals, basically. Um, So it's like a coalition of people. And they do like marches every year, things like that. So they were, you know, around from the Mark Duggan times, I think, well, not from the Mark Duggan times, from before that, like 97, I think. Um, It was started by black people, but it's just evolved. Um, But I guess that people's gripe is that, oh, um, you know, they're not necessarily thinking so, specifically about black people. So, so, what is the question? <laughs> Honestly, I, no, I no, I, in my time. Honestly, what is your question? No, the question is: is what they're doing in opposition with the material needs of black people? Because they're not necessarily donating to just specifically. The money's not only specifically going to go to black people. So, for instance, if you donate to UFFC, there might be a white person. You know what I'm saying? There might be a white person that gets benefits Mr. from the funding Speaker, as a result. Mr. Speaker. <laughs> I can give my opinion on Black Lives Matter UK. I didn't donate oh to Black gosh. Lives Matter UK and I will not be donating to Black Lives Matter UK in the future. Um, and that's because I, I'm i not, I'm just not entirely comfortable that, um, I'm not entirely comfortable that we know exactly who these people are, what their motives are. And also I feel like they're, they're they have a very specific politic which which some organizations do have, but which I'm not necessarily comfortable with in the sense that I think, um, especially on Twitter, there's a very particular, um, particular, extremely left-wing, um, I guess, activism around, you know, Black Lives Matter, Black people, um, which is fine, but which I don't necessarily feel represents the majority the views of the majority of black people um and i'm like you know i i'm not i'm not convinced that the organizations or the things that they donate to necessarily would impact the vast majority of black people in the uk or or cause the, the greatest impact that it could have so while like i don't have a problem you know i don't have a, as long as people are transparent with the money where the money is going who the money's coming from where the money's going um, I don't have a problem with any organization existing or functioning. Um, I just don't think that you, I just don't think every black organization has to represent what I stand for, and that's okay. I, I'm happy for them to do what they're doing as long as they're supporting groups of black people. But for me personally, I just preferred to get when I at, at the time of the Black Lives Matter, I just preferred to give my money to organizations that I felt were more reputable and had more um had more of a track record of longevity in the community and had more of a track record of actually producing results. And so, yeah, that's that's why I prefer to. I prefer to give directly to specific organisations that Black Lives Matter might have supported that I already knew had a track record rather than give to Black Lives Matter and have them redirect my money to causes that I might not necessarily 100% agree with. So wait, when you when you say longevity, you don't think Black Lives Matter have had longevity, like UK BLM have had any sort of longevity in, like in terms of the people that are part of them, you don't think they've had longevity? Because they would argue that the people that they're working with, the people they're talking to, 
are people that have longevity within the community. I'm just saying they have control. I give my money to Black Lives Matter UK and then they decide which organisations that they give to. And mm-hmm. I find that format means that then I I don't feel... I feel that I feel that there's a risk. There's a risk in that, and I would just prefer for me to personally donate my, my money to, directly to organisations that I already have seen. Like I already know what they stand for. I already know already know what they do. I already know outcomes. So, like for example, there's certain organisations I've they, I've even worked with myself, but I've seen good outcomes. So I would just donate donate to them directly. I just prefer to do that. Um, whereas. Yeah. So, like for example, when the when the Ferguson protests were happening in America, in America, I think I specifically donated to like a fund for like um, legal defense for like the protesters, or when there was um, yeah, when everything I think that was that wasn't with George Floyd, that, that was like the time before I think when it's like Philando Castile that like around that year, and then this time, what did I donate to? I can't remember exactly what I donated to, but maybe it was something like a very specific organization that's been around for a long time and has results, and I just think. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not anti-Black Lives Matter UK, but I do think that they don't necessarily represent the views of the vast majority of Black people in the UK. I think there's a feeling from Twitter that the vast majority of Black people in the UK are like communists who want to abolish police, office, abolish the police and blah, blah, blah. And it's just not, it's not accurate, unfortunately. When you say there's a feeling from Twitter, I think actually that's more, that's the politics of UK BLM. And that's actually not necessarily in line with the politics of most black people that's in the UK. That's what I'm saying. And I think it's fine. Everyone, everyone's allowed to have their own politics. But I'm just saying, I don't think that aligns with the vast majority of black people in the UK. It just doesn't. Yeah. It's and like, they want it to. And they're working to, to happen. And they're absolutely within their right to do that. But I just don't think it's realistic. Yeah. I think it's... it's what well, I think what's annoyed people, though, is that because, you know, it was such a heightened time and everyone was like, yeah, Black Lives Matter are going to do a mad thing here. They're going to sort out things in our communities blah 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 but then it was like after they donated they realized wait i don't think our politics aligns but then at that point it's like it's too late because they've got your money and they're going to do whatever they want to they sort of want to do with it so it's i don't know it's tricky and then also there was a clubhouse room where they basically were speaking about where they were donating the money and why and stuff like that but there wasn't really much accountability and I think that was the issue that was like them and their friends talking about like why they've donated their money in this way and why they've decided to do things in a specific type of way but and I think maybe that's part of the issue with community organizing is like you need to like sometimes you need to get corn from the people that you're you know that you're trying to support if there's so many of them that are angry at you you might need to stop and think rah like maybe we've done something wrong here but I don't know, there was like mud flinging and all these kind of things on the timeline, all those kind of things. It's like, well, this doesn't seem... And yeah, I didn't. I don't think I donated money to UK BLM at the time, actually. I Yeah, I think in the, in the height of everything that happened last year, I remember donating to BLM. I think I did a similar thing to Nezi in, in terms of it was a specific fund that was... Um, or a specific fund that was paying for legal assistance um, and aid to people that were being um, detained as a result of the protests and also legal assistance for people that were facing um, prosecution for minor offences, whatever trumped-up charges they were on. Um, And I donated to that because it it had... 
Um, well, one, I was moved by, I don't know if it was an Instagram post or a story or whatever, but I was moved by that. It had a very clear um, objectives. And as Nezzy said, a proven track record that gave me confidence. And I remember directly off the back of that thinking, oh, I should totally, like, this. that is so far away. I should do something, like, donate to a cause here as well. Um, and went to the BLM page to find, UK page, sorry, to find the causes that they were going to give to or, like, charity partners that they had so I could link up direct with them just because of, um, like, tax purposes, whatever. Like, you don't want... I'd rather go direct to source in terms of the issue that I'm trying to... or I want to support rather than going through a third party. Um and I just found their comms a little bit contradictory. And I, I'm going to be honest, I didn't look into it. I'm not the most, uh, quote unquote, woke person ever. But I don't do all of that. Mo- most of the time, what I go by is my gut. Because do you know what? When my spirit, when the Lord guides me and says my spirit shouldn't take something, it's definitely right most of the time. When Spoken people like a true time, Jamaican. Listen, <laughs> when your spirit don't take to people yeah, and their bad vibes, you've got to trust that because that has never led me wrong. So I went on the website and I just thought, you can't see how my nose is my nose is turned up and my lip is furling, but best believe I was like, nah, so I'm not sitting right here, sir. And I just had to move on. And that was it. That was the beginning and end of my BLM UK experience. And now... <laughs> You, you feel like you're being, you feel like you're being yeah. proved right I was the same I just didn't I just the vibes for me I was just getting shambolic vibes from them if I'm honest it was just giving, right. it was just giving me disorganisation it was just giving me a bit of shambles I just it was giving me it was giving me student activists in Manchester in the rain but not any yeah. not too much structure and I was just like I appreciate your zeal I think it's really nice that you're you're I don't. passionate no I do but the thing is I don't want to just wait I don't feel like Black Lives Matter UK have bad intention necessarily like I actually genuinely don't I think they probably have good intentions I think the people that probably part of no, it I have great no. intentions I, I, I'm unfortunately I would have to fervently disagree because you know what you can appreciate someone's zeal and you can have a passion and a love for something I'll give you a fantastic example that you will all know too well I have a passion for singing <laughs> when I sing <laughs> Yeah, when you know I what? sing, suddenly this makes sense. I see it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't when get it I before. Sing, the last yeah. twenty-five hours, when it, when Harry was explaining, look at your life. Look at your life. That's my Listen, word. when I sing, you lot don't sit there and go, "Oh my gosh, the zeal." You all cuss me <laughs> for being seven pitches out of where I should have been, and in a key that no one can identify. So sometimes oh I'm not here to appreciate your zeal and your passion for something because you know what I do with my passion for singing? I sit and I hum to myself as somebody else. That's an absolute lie because she sings out loud all the time. She sings out loud all the time. Yeah, we have we have live recordings <laughs> we of have this. Live oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've not forgotten. But, I, no, I just understand your point. Though. In pub, in in public though, in public, I'm I'm finna hum. Unless it's like wicked or something from something musicals, then I have to sing along. I guess this is their wicked. No, it's not. (laughs) I want to tell them that it is not your, this is not your greatest showman. It's not that. This is not your Hamilton, honey. Please sit down. The thing, the thing is, I think what's difficult is because there's, there's some anonymity around UK BLM 
even though it's, like you kind of do know who's in it and some of the people that are in it, I think because, you know, in America, you have like, you know who it is. It's like Patrice Colors and uh, Alicia Garza and who's, who's the other person? I can't but, remember. But the whole, I think the whole point, the, one of the things that the, um, Patrice, um, they, they said was that they, they didn't want it to, Patrice Colors said that she didn't want it to be, it's not a centralised movement mm. in that way. Like it, it's a movement. It's not a centralised organisation where they have like a board and the, the money, like it's not done in that way. So I feel like because it's not done in that way, I completely understand why they haven't done it, done it in that way. Um, but again, as I said, I don't think they have bad intentions. And I think everybody has to donate to things that they feel comfortable with. So if you feel like you're comfortable with Black Lives Matter UK and their agenda and how they do things, I'm not going to tell you not to donate to them personally, unless unless there's evidence, clear evidence to me that I, I maybe I haven't looked into enough, but they've, there's been fraud or there's been misuse of funds. No, 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 I don't think there's no, there's there's no evidence, evidence that. Obviously don't. But if there isn't as yet, and to be honest, I'm not going to lie to you, I wouldn't be surprised if... I wouldn't be surprised oh, if there's, there's issues. Steady, 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 honey, steady now, steady. No, yeah, hold up. Wait, 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 wait. Not because I'm saying they're intentionally misusing funds, but because I think when there's a lack of organisation, that's when those things happen. And I'm not sure that they've been, and maybe their reason they're, they're not being clear about their organisation structure in some ways. But what I'm saying is, if you're comfortable with the way they do things, I would never dissuade someone from donating to an organisation that, that probably has good intentions to helping black people. Me personally, I'm not that comfortable. So I'm choosing to funnel my money elsewhere. Yeah, that's 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 fair enough. I, I mean, personally, I don't ever want to discount the work that the people who have run UK BLM are doing, which is why I'm kind of like caught in two minds because they've they've donated to some really good organisations like UFFC or Sister Space. At the end of the day, the the proof is in the pudding, and if they've done that, then I'm not going to be out here slinging mud at them. What I would say is that their issue is more is accountability and listen and listening to people, and they they've got the some of some of the people who at least a couple of the people who were speaking have the air of like sort of the I don't know that I know more than you because I've read more and I've done the required reading and blah 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 so I think one of the interesting one of the things I wanted to get into is the point about solidarity so do you got because one of the things that they were saying is like the reason we've donated to I don't know to other black organizations around the world or to um we've spoken out about Palestine these kind of things because we think it's really important solidarity is really important so my my viewpoint is that actually I understand the point about solidarity, but I think we have a specific specific problems here in the UK that we need to solve. So if all of the money, the 1.2 million, should be all be going to Black British people specifically, would you guys agree with that? Or you see, you with, with with that solidarity in an idyllic world, yes, everybody would have solidarity. We would all fight equal amounts for every unjust cause and for every victim ever. That is, to be honest, from my point of view, that is a very idealistic and unrealistic way to approach things because the reality is you have a finite amount of time, a finite amount of resources, which is why you have different organizations charities groups etc set up to focus on different things because what you need is a focus and you need structure and organization around that you need goals and a clear roadmap of how you're going to get there you cannot come and be everything for everyone that's not going to work and what I think like for me, solidarity is about, yes, I can be an ally for another cause, but my focus can remain over here. Do you see what I mean? So I, I, I think 
it, yes, it might be important to, in, in the context of this discussion, while I agree, it would be important for you to show, quote unquote, solidarity in speaking up for, for um, against injustices or for other organisations. I think what's more important is being true to what you are, because if anything, what recent events, namely the treatment of Wiley versus that of Katie Hopkins and her pals. What those things have shown us is that everyone wants to do solidarity, solidarity. But when it comes down to it, actually, there are really clear injustices. And how can I be required to fight for other people and other causes when those people aren't coming to fight, coming to fight for me? That's very weird. That's a weird flex and I'm not on it. But to you and your solidarity in it <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm yeah I co-sign that I just I just mm, I, I I think I I don't I just don't I don't want I want to kind of like wait and see what happens to be honest with them that's kind of how I feel I'm just gonna wait and see what happens I'm not donating I'll wait and see what happens but oh tricky position because now that you've sat on the fence that means Tunde can't sit on the fence so I'm really <laughs> sure what he's gonna say <laughs> I, there's not yeah I just I want to I wait and see what happens because the thing is I could I they could go on to do something amazing but at the moment I'm just not comfortable yeah I also think as well uh, another parable because Yana I love an analogy um when the and y'all you guys are really gonna have to correct me because I'm definitely gonna mix up this but when the false preachers or whatever were preaching on the mountain and the disciples were like they're not with us Jesus we've got to take these ones out they're with us and he was like no leave them because someone will hear the message like with Black Lives Matter UK everything that I'm saying it's not a critique of what they're doing so to speak because as shown someone will get the money someone might look into something someone might do do something off the back something good off the back of what they're doing but at the same time it's not really something i'm going to focus on or support in a big way there's other there's just other places to give, yeah there's just other places to give your yeah. money and yeah i, I co-sign um buttons on that i'm not giving I, I i respect all other communities i respect them i wish them well i'm not i'm not giving my money to to that sorry yeah, I uh, yeah, I hear what you guys are saying. Person like personally, I you know, I actually think what UK BLM have done is is good. Like I think, you know, for the most part, there's bits, there's aspects of where they're donating their funds that I disagree with. But again, I think when I remember at the time, I don't think I don't I donated my money to the protesters in the US and I donate to UFFC. I was I just chose to do it more t- like in that way. So, you know what I'm saying? if they've set up their fund, they can do with it what they like in a way. And it sounds bad to say, but in a way, that's just how it is, isn't it? Right? Like if someone sets up a fund, unless you, unless, you know, they, you've definitely heard them say, this is what I'm definitely giving it to. You can't necessarily be mad. Not that you can't be, you can be mad, but I mean, it's just how it is, right? Like it's their fund. Um, And I don't want to discount the work that they've done, but like you guys have said, if you don't agree with it, you can donate your money to somewhere, somewhere different. Um, but I guess it's at the same time, it's also disappointing for some people who really believe that this was what, you know, they were going to do this and they were going to do this and they were going to support this black person, they were going to support this black sort of organization. And they, you know, but 
I guess that's how it is. Um, Don't quiet. He's 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 on a call. Oh, okay. Um, moving on. Uh, another story that came out last week was about Shamaya Begum. So she, uh, I think she lost her appeal with the Supreme Court. Um, so they ruled that she should not be allowed to return to the UK to fight her citizenship decision, which, um, I mean, personally, I thought was quite a terrible decision, actually, um, come to think of it. So um, her friends have said that she's very angry, upset and crying after being refused permission to return to the UK to fight a decision to strip her British citizenship. And so, like, for me, the thing is here, right, like, I don't see how that works any other way. This sets like a terrible precedent. I just, I'm confused. Is there a precedent for stripping people of citizenship once they do terrorism? Is that, is that a thing? Yeah, like if, that if, is definitely a thing. No, but I mean, as in with white people as well. So if a white person commits an act of domestic terrorism, do they get stripped of their citizenship and just get chucked out of the country? Well, I don't think they use the word terrorism with white people, do they? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, a- that's, that's, that's what I'm genuinely confused about. Because I'm like, why is she being stripped of her citizenship? To go where? Where is she supposed to go? So she'd have no citizenship? Like, what What country would she have citizenship of? Like, I don't understand. Because I, 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 this, this, this country is moving in a very... Cra- I feel like people aren't deeping how madly this country is moving and in the direction that it's moving in. You've stripped a British citizen of citizenship because they've done something that you... Like, they've committed an act of terrorism. Is there a precedent for just doing this to people who just... Like, if a, white, if a little white boy believe... shoots up his school, does he, does he get stripped of citizenship? I don't understand. I don't believe Jihadi John had his citizenship stripped. So I was I was gonna say so what it turns out is that like um, they basically the power to deprive a British British citizen of their citizenship status has been widened so that it can be used against far less serious conduct than in previous years. So this is coming from freemovement.org.uk. So until recently they used to just use it against like a handful of Russian spies. And so basically since the since Theresa May became Home Secretary, they've just started increasing it more and more and more. So they started stripping more and more people of their British citizenship, basically. So it was like a similar thing with the, I don't know if you guys remember the Rochdale grooming gang. So they they stripped them of their yeah, British citizenship. Yeah. And it's all this kind of stuff where it's like, so what, if someone does something bad enough, you basically just say, oh, they're not British anymore. That's a very, that's a very troubling precedent in my but opinion. But I think that's not new. I think the Rochdale grooming gang is a, a great example of Okay, that also that it also happens to white people, first of all. Um, but secondly, wait, no, no, no. The Rochdale Grooming Gang were Asian, that's the whole point. Oh, yeah. They've said they've said this is this is a quote from the BBC News. The UK has responsibilities under international law to avoid people being less stateless. But in February 2020, a tribunal ruled that removing Miss Begum's citizenship was lawful because she was a citizen of Bangladesh by descent. What the flip does that mean? Well, I think it means that she was. She's off by, by familial descent. I, yeah. I, so she it's like, it's like Boris, yeah. So yeah. is Boris Johnson like a citizen of Russia by familial descent? Germany, I think. He's a mix. He's a, I think he's a mix of a bunch of stuff. You're damn straight there. <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm confused. I'm just really confused. So basically, if so I do what, something mad, your- I can be a citizen of Jamaica by familial descent. So, yeah. so uh, yeah. So hold it. So. Basically, under the British Nationality Act 1981, the Home Secretary has the power to strip an individual of their British citizenship as long as it would not leave them stateless if it is seen as it's conducive to the public good or they obtain their British citizenship fraudulently. So this can be done on the grounds of involvement in terrorism, espionage, serious organised crime, war crimes or unacceptable behaviours. 
unacceptable behaviors sounds very somehow to me what's that but I, I guess what I'm struggling with is what is the new information or the new discussion point okay because this doesn't this just seems as wayward as they've always been no it's just it's no but it's just it's just a precedent because I don't think before you know what I'm saying this is like a kid now so this is not just someone who's I think this isn't like a big person who's done like this isn't a big person who's like 45 50 this is like a fifth at the time of let's say committing the crime they were underage like when I say underage, I don't even know what I mean. But what I mean is like they were fifth, they were fifth, so they're children. They're children. So it's like so if if a child commits a crime that you don't like somewhere else, basically you say, "Ah, oh, stay there." What? And also they acknowledge that she was brainwashed. So that didn't it makes it makes even even like you've shot yourself an own goal there. You said that a child, so someone under the age of consent for anything, was brainwashed into being part of terrorist activities, and then you said you're going to strip her of her citizenship because she was brainwashed, huh? Like the mass is not mapping for me. But it's it's the it's the implications of what they're saying. Basically, what they they are basically saying that Britishness for anyone who's not white is conditional on how well you behave. And as mm-hmm. soon as you behave in a way we don't like, you're done out here. And that's can, what they're saying. And so yeah. you, you're seeing with the wind rush stuff, the sending people back. If I wish people would wake up and really understand what's happening, this is not just some small thing. And I think people need to understand it for what it really is. They're basically trying to. And this is this is not me saying I don't even like Britain to be honest, but I'm talking about just the the ability to be here and remain here, a citizen here. Like they're basically saying, as long as you're in line with what I like as a British, as a what I've defined Britishness as, you can be that. But whereas a white person who commits a crime anywhere else, they're British forever. It doesn't matter what they do, they'll still be British. And they wouldn't be like they wouldn't be stripped from them. But for us, it's now conditional, which I think is very I think is worrying personally. Wow, everyone's stunned into silence. And uh, <laughs> that's the bombshell. I guess that's the bombshell. <laughs> but um, yeah. I, mean, I don't even know. I, I just, do, do you know what it is? Am I disappointed? Yes. Am I surprised? No. Did anybody ever feel like. Did, and, and in saying this, I'm not justifying their position, but. It doesn't surprise me because in the same way that they've never truly welcomed or accepted immigrants being here, this is now just another manifestation of that. So I guess that's why I feel a bit. Can I ask a question? uh, Like just go to go around the, the room. Who feels, who defines himself as British or calls himself British? Or feels like, and if it, it feels, or feels like an emotional connection to the idea of being British. I'm a British no. Nigerian. Okay. What do you? What would you define yourself as? Um... Buttons. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh gosh. Yeah, buttons. What would you define yourself as? Buttons. Um, I would take Black British, Caribbean. Yeah. Harry. Um, I normally just tell people like. When I was born here, but my heritage is Jamaican. That's what I say. That's that's the box you tick on the form, is it? That's the box. No, on the form, I have to tick Black British. There's no other option. But I don't consider myself... Like, I don't really feel like I relate to this country per se. Like, I 
growing up black in a British context, but I don't like Britain. I don't respect the Queen. (laughs) Britain's nothing to me. Word. I also, um, when I say British, I'm saying the word British, but I know that inherently I mean London because I was say, I'm, I'm, like, I'm a Londoner. I'm not. I British. am hella not British. Like I am, so, and I will gladly like like I'm not gonna fight the racists on this one. Same. I'm good not yeah. being with you lot. Like I'm really okay. <laughs> that's that's, what, that's how I feel about. It. Like I feel um, that especially over the last five years, I just feel less and less. At- like I don't feel the need to I feel the need to fight for our legal rights because I feel like people who want to stay in this country black people who want to stay in this country deserve to have the same legal rights as everybody else so yeah. them saying that she has citizenship of Bangladesh by descent that's, that's the fact that this is this needs to be challenged at every level this is completely wild but at the same time on a kind of I don't know I guess the ideological level like of whether I'm British or not I'm not going to fight anybody in that because I honestly want no parts of it. Like, I don't care. I don't feel any particular attachment to Britishness as a concept. I feel an attachment to um, the specific Black London experience that I think we've created um, yeah. that I think is something to be very proud well, of. Not just the London, I think it's... Not just London, you know. sorry. I mean, but yeah, when I say London, I mean, even just Birmingham, Manchester, like all the all the places where you know, where Black people have lived and created culture, I feel like a connection to that yeah, and I feel yeah. proud of that. Yeah. Yeah, she means all the lit cities where we where we be. Kind of, yeah, low key. <laughs> That's what I mean. Um, primarily London, but a few bringing up the rear. But like, yeah, the point is, like, I I just, yeah, I'm not fighting to be seen. Like, if someone said to me, "You're not British," you're not, I'd be like, okay, like I don't care. <laughs> I'm from London. Like, I don't really care about the rest of the country, the rest of the country that much, if I'm honest. And I I hope to leave this country as soon as I get the money together to do so. So I'm just well, not bothered. We would like to issue an apology to all our listeners who are not from London. We do care about you. It's just her views, and it doesn't represent the views of Tulsa. Oh, no, I didn't say I didn't care. You don't. You literally me. just said you don't care about the rest of the country. But yeah, I care. <laughs> those what are your words. The country. What I specifically mean is like the rural parts that I don't really care about, where there's no black people, because I honestly no. don't. What they're nice, saying, they're is, nice to go on holiday, but I just don't care about them. Otherwise, apart what from we're saying is. London is lit. We will be accepting applications to be classed as an extension of lit London <laughs> over the next week. Please submit your um, submissions with evidence to talesonaplantation at gmail.com where passes will be reviewed on a weekly basis and we will be handing out invites to the cookout. These are not to be shared. They're not transferable and they're non-refundable. And you can't Thank be you. a Londoner by descent, just so you know that. If you're not <laughs> born here, it doesn't mean anything to us. Word. <laughs> anyway, Tunde, what's your what's your thoughts on the Shimon Begum situation? I mean, I was going to say, I do not know how we went as left as we did. I don't know. I don't. But, uh, yeah, it's exhausting, man. Like, it, it's, honestly, it stinks of a lang- lack of accountability. Like at the end of the day, it if it's as simple as just going, yeah, she was never one of us anyway, so she's not our problem. And if it was that simple for everything, like you can't imagine as if I was doing my job and a team that I was responsible for that I was managing. I don't know, phenomenally messed up a project to the point that like lawsuits are underway, this, this, this. We couldn't just turn around and be like, they don't even work for know, us. To be honest, not my manager. Not she their doesn't manager. Even to be honest, know you. They once had a summer job, so 
don't really think that's on us. And and if if anything, we've never recognized this person as working here. So it's a madness. It's really. It's but they wouldn't keep the same. They wouldn't keep, they wouldn't keep the same energy though. That's the thing. Like if you had a hooligan from another, like imagine, but if British, like imagine if a like you know a football fan from England went to another country and did a madness. You think they're ever saying that guy's? Do you think they're gonna keep that same energy? Like it's no. just not. It's not gonna. It's not gonna happen. But, but so we this... know who. But we know who we're dealing with, right? This is why I, I, I kind of, I agree with buttons, right? We, this one feels like a bit of a non-conversation because no one's surprised by it. When, when um, Pretty Patel, your problematic fave, is is out here saying that she considers kneeling Listen. a step too far. Come on, if 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 we've gotten to the point where we are parroting fox news talking points right with your home secretary there's no there's no point feigning surprise there's no point feigning i don't think it... the, the, the way or, sorry i don't there's no point wasting your energy on the outrage at the government because you know that this is who they are they've shown you who they are they've said it multiple times they are not hiding from it Right, so the, the the surprise, the outrage, it feels wasted for me. I'm upset for her because, like you say, this is a child, right? And if you think about, if you think about the the way the legal system is supposed to work, right, there are so many bigger things where you couldn't even question the child about it without their parents being there, without without proper representation, right. This is someone who has been groomed, someone who has been taken in from a young age. It's not to take away from what she did. What she did is still dread. It's still incredibly awful. There are people whose lives are permanently scarred, damaged by it. But what it is, is we have, there's to be acknowledgement. Like there is no actual way of practicing law. Like I've, I've I started, there's no, sorry. Not there's no way of practicing law. There's no firm, concrete um, definition to law. Everything in law is about nuance and circumstance, right? You apply laws and the guidance around it to circumstances. Each crime is a circumstance that you apply the law to, in which case there is discretion that can be applied. There is common sense that can be used. And in this instance, the discretion that has been applied is prejudice. Right? Because you know that it's not coming from a place of purely, well, this is awful, this is terrible. Because like I said, unless I missed it, and if someone wants to fact check me, I'm more than happy to be wrong. But I don't believe Jihadi John has been stripped of his citizenship. Right? And and the, the claim of dissent, if you go back far enough, you can find several... Actually, ways. he lost his UK citizenship. <laughs> Did he? Okay, yeah, he did. Fine. You know what? Yeah. Thank God. Jesus, I'm glad to be wrong there. This is one of those ones I'm glad to be wrong. But he's a du- he's also a dual UK Canadian national as well. And the Canadian government said the UK had offloaded its responsibilities. But anyway. But, 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 but I think the key thing also, just not to interrupt you, David, is the thing about dissent. So he already, so they're not allowed to strip citizenship and leave someone stateless. They have stripped her of citizenship and left her stateless because she does not she does not have citizenship of any other state. 
And then they've tried to claim that her citizenship of Bangladesh is by descent, by essentially saying that because her parents were born in Bangladesh, she was born here. She's never been to, she's never been a citizen of Bangladesh or lived there for a significant period of time. But because she has Bangladeshi blood, she can be a citizen there. So that's what I think that's it's even it's different to what happened to Jahadi John because technically he could have Canadian citizenship. Like he already had that. And yeah, so I, yeah, she's she's been left stateless basically because Bangladesh said that she's not allowed into the country. And she's not a citizen. So the other thing I was gonna say is the, the other the other way you have to look at this as well is like if you think about it, if Poland did the same thing, someone came over, comes to this country, commits a crime. You think the UK government would have them saying, ah, he's, he's your problem now. There's no way. So this government, and I think the only re- the reason I'm talking about it is because I think it's important to put these things in the context of everything else that's happening. This country is getting more right wing. Like we're getting GB News, which is like a right wing, fo- like a, even more right wing channels than we have like cu- currently now. I think we're personally, I think we're in a worrying time in this country. And I, I think around the world for black people is worrying, but I think especially here, like I think I don't know, man. I can see things getting pretty bad in the next ten years. Personally, I hope I'm wrong, but don't know. And as long as we continue to have these white liberals who quote unquote stand with us but don't tell their families nothing, we're done out here. So my encouragement is for everyone to move. <laughs> Listen, where, bro? I'm I'm actually being serious. I'm actually looking at Ghana, like for real, for real, to actually go there and live. So I want to go out there at some point, see the lay of the land, see how it is. But I've got a friend that's living there now. She said it's lit. So, you know, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. If you've got the peas, consider moving. That's what I'm saying. Um, back to something lighthearted. How many of you guys watch Line of Duty? Like wow. Call of Duty, is that like the game? Oh my gosh. Let's no, move on because clearly this topic is just not even for you guys. Sorry, it's a BBC thing. I, I, I don't remember the last time I watched something on BBC outside of like... No, I watched Line of Duty, Badman Show. Badman Show. It's back six. for season six. I'm very, 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 very excited. Um, like I think there's actually been some quite, well, some quite interesting series that have gone out um, at the moment. I know, well, that was a film actually. Malcolm Marie, you spoke about that last week. But, um, and I just, I know I'm really late, but I discovered The Office. <laughs> I was talking about series that came out. I discovered The Office and how great it is. And I actually love The Office. Also Modern Family. Again, two series that I found out about over quarantine. Snowpiercer Both. is also really good. Not, anyone seen the film, Snowpiercer? Didn't see the film, but I've seen the um, series. It's really good. I recommend it. And I watched Waiting to Excel, like this week, which I hadn't what? watched in ages. Isn't that like a really uh, old classic black film? Yeah. With Angela Bassett, Whitney Houston. Um, oh, is it Loretta Devine? The woman who plays the mom in every single black movie. And who's the last person? Robin Gibbons? Le- Leah Rochon. That's it, sorry, Leah Rochon. Yeah. Leah Le Rochon. Leah Rochon is such a, yeah, such a good classic old school black movie. And I was just like, oh. I was like, I just miss having like an all black female cast just being great. Haven't had that in a while. Well, I, I don't really... Oh no, that's not true. We had Girls Trip. But I didn't watch that. I mean, that is a good movie, to be fair. A very funny movie. Um, but Line of Duty, I'm excited. It comes out this week, right? Or next week? No, no, no. It's like Mar- end, of Mar- end of March. Um... 
but it, it seems like it's now the perfect time for me to go back and you know I like to time it so that you know when the new season comes out and you haven't watched the show for ages you can then go back <laughs> <laughs> and find a perfect time to re-watch um, everything because even today like I realized I was sitting there I was just like do you ever get days where I feel like I've had an overload of just TV and stuff because I don't really like today I was just sitting there I was like I don't really want to watch anything like I like I've been watching yeah, Absentia I, I just can't I bother the thing is I think I, I wasn't a big TV watcher before this lockdown I I just don't really watch TV that much so even with series I never really get into series that much so like I find I just I don't want to be one of those people who's like TV dumb, numbs the brain but I do think like when you watch too much of it it's just a bit like I feel like I need to do a bit of a palate cleanse after I watch too much TV. A bit, it, yeah. gets a bit, it gets a bit much after a while. Maybe we could start reading again, guys. How about that? Oh, yeah. What's everybody reading? I definitely read at least five books a month. Like, I read a lot. I tend to just That's watch TV when, I, when there's something specific I want to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but today, I started... Um, Open Water by Caleb Nelson, Caleb, Caleb Azuma Nelson. Um, it's quite a short read. It's absolutely beautiful. Like it, it's honestly, I know it's only February, but it's one of the best best re- written books that I've read this year. Um, it's a love story to young people in South London, Southeast London, um, in the creative scene. Like, I think he's a photographer um, and she's studying in out in Dublin. And it's just about these two people falling in love in South London. But it's not cheesy. It's quite poetical, but not in a traditional romanticised way. Um, and I'm just finding it really beautiful and love absolutely loving it. So I've been indulging in that today. And I've read 101 million other things that I won't bore you with. So who else is who else is watching? I, I watch Why We Sleep. I was watch, I was reading, I'm reading Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker. So I'm really bad at sleeping. And it's like basically just telling me I need to sleep more. And it basically just tells you why sleep is like so important. I'm also reading Back to Black by Kehinde Andrews. Andrews, and I need to get the new book. I think it's called The New Age of Dawn. The Age of New Dawn, something like that. Um, he's got a new book coming out, which I also need to get. Um, anyone else, what are you reading? If you're reading anything. I finished recently The Secret Lives of Church Ladies. Mm. Um, by, her name's Phil Shaw. Let me find it. The Secret. Um, but it's basically a, a collection of short stories. It's by Disha Fillior, um, a collection of short stories based on women in, yeah, basically black women in church context. Um, and it does diff- talk about different things, um, a lot of stuff on relationships, sexuality. Um, yeah, it's it's a really interesting read. Um, so I recommend, it's quite like heavy on the sex. So I, I don't think I was expecting that when I've, when I picked up what but... church ladies you didn't expect sex <laughs> well it's called the secret lives of church ladies but it's like a the lot the secret lives of yeah, church I know, ladies but I just didn't I don't know why I didn't expect it to be that much but yeah but it's very interesting um and what else have I been reading I started reading the life and times of Marcus Garvey but kind of haven't got through that some of those books are quite difficult right like I've I've got one of a thing called Negro what's it called it's a, it's a book about Marcus Garvey but it's 
I have to keep coming back to it. <laughs> I, there's, yeah, a few bit, there's a few books actually that I sort of collected in t- towards the end of last year and this year where I'm just like, I don't know if I can get into this right now. Like I really want to read Natives, but honestly, I haven't done it. I want to read. That's um, good though. It's real good. And it's actually and, quite an easy read. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah maybe that's the easier of the three that I've kind of pushed the back but the other two are um the water dancer by Mm -hmm. yeah and the other one is um I can't remember the full title but it's like the seven killings oh the seven killings of um the by what's his name the Jamaican Uh, yeah 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 Yeah. Marlon something um to be honest that one it just feels really like, the book itself feels heavy I just feel like just need a bit of lightheartedness pages, yeah at 700 pages if you're not like the you're god written word or Nelson Mandela I don't know if I can do it because yeah. I even I also by Marlon started, James by the way yeah I also started reading um Barack's book and I just thought that looks very honeybee like i love you but even just thinking that this is just part one and we're on 900 and something pages i don't know if i've got that kind of time in me you know can i tell a secret i didn't finish becoming by michelle obama (gasps) well to be fair when you when you showed me that when you showed me that bit about um what she said about jeremiah Wright, i thought i don't need to everyone to read the whole thing that would that that put me off, but that no, that's not a totality of it's, it's a good book. I just haven't finished it yet. I, I will finish it eventually, but I just haven't done it yet. Uh, to be fair, I really loved that. I, I enjoyed reading it. I went to her talk in that she when she came to London, I went to that, I watched all the interviews, and this year I even bought myself the diary. So I am well and truly wow. bought into the franchise. She is my favorite <laughs> neoliberal, I must say. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yo. My favorite a centrist. Um, so yeah, book recommendations. I I'm 100% an advocate for um reading and I challenge myself all the time to read more black um authors and not only just black just actually just non-white authors. Um, because I do indulge in a little bit of Middle Eastern literature, which is my I do favorite. love a bit. I do literally. I, must say, I do love a bit. The, like the, the, the books way, I love Kabul. I do like. I do like a bit. Yes, there's there's that Kite Runners, one of my all time favorites. Um, yes. I'm gonna get into a thousand, a thousand Splendid Sons next. Again, I started um, reading that. I haven't finished it, but yeah, good book. Yeah, like so I said, I guess mine is just. Like I read for escapism and I feel like especially now that's what we need I think TV for me personally has a different effect and I'm in a different like mental space like I watch TV or I watch shows when I need to mentally switch off or I need to slow my mind down but if I really need to escape or relax and just shut everything else out, then reading does it for me. But for some people, watching TV does that, which is absolutely, completely fine as well. Whatever you need in this time, you should do. Have you read um, Exit West by Mohsin Hamid? I think I've got that. Or I, got I really enjoyed that. Somebody sent that Somebody sent that to me. And I really, really enjoyed that. 
All right, guys, we're gonna keep it stepping because you sorry, know, we could. I, I think me and, me and we need, talk about might need to do a, a little while. separate yeah. segment about books. Should we just have? Should we just have like a books books week? Honestly, or we I could just do think. like a special segment of like, what are you reading? Blah blah blah. But I did not mean it to get this. I was talking about TV shows. You know, this is how woke you lot are. Talking about TV shows, and I don't, I don't watch TV, brother. I just read. <laughs> <laughs> come like some, come like some Umar yeah. quote or something. I, I have no cute, friends. But let me stay focused. <laughs> I always pute, but let me stay focused. <laughs> and I want to the where he's like, I have no friends. Uh, we did that last time. Oh, I'm, not, I'm, not playing, I'm not playing, I'm not, I'm not playing that. Um, Sorry, I, I, know, I know that you do want to move on, but I just want to say, I've just realised that the book that I love by... Um, uh, Mohsin Amid is the reluctant fundamentalist which is it really good I'm going to get I'm absolutely gonna read that. absolutely changed my, like that had a life impact on me in terms of changing my views on certain subjects and how I how I look at stuff oh I'm definitely going to back to linking back to what we were saying about Shamima Begum and her being 15 and being groomed and branded a terrorist and labelled as such. I think my views on that situation would have been very different had I not read that book. And that's all I'll say on that because I don't want to give it away, even though it clues kind of in the title. But to summarise, white is not always right. And that's that on that. Definitely will be reading that then. Thanks for that recommend. And I recommend Exit West by him. That's really good. I've got it. I've just seen it on my shelf and I'm going to bring that into my TBR part for this month. TBR means to be read for those who aren't in the bookstagram kind of world, like I. Wow, guys. (laughs) Really? What kind of snobbery are you lot dealing with at this point? Like, what's what's, what's all this? What's all this? Um, Last thing. I don't know. You know what? You know I'm going to listen back and then you know, I'm going to listen back and then send you an essay on why you should edit that out, right? Yeah, yeah, I know. But sorry, it's uh, it's, it's, it's going out. I'm sorry. It's going out, it's going out, it's going yeah, out. Yeah, Stab from, um, <laughs> Stab from uh, Eloquently Say Nothing podcast was like, Nezzy is a snob. But she shouldn't apologise for it. I mean, and I was just... like, it's not true. But then I was just like... No, you are. It is true. It's, just, that, it's what that, it is. What it is. We, can't, we can't deny that one. Live your movie. It's an absolute fact. Um, the last thing I want to talk about, because there's really no more time. Um, June 21st, fact or fiction? <laughs> Honestly, okay, this is where I'm going to jump in because I was quiet during books because, uh, I don't know, I don't read books like that anymore. Um, yeah, June 21st. This is, this is, I am holding on to hope beyond hope. This is, this is the light at the end of a very long tunnel and I need it. I need it. To be honest, even if we don't go calmly through all the gates, but we we show that we can get through gates. So let's say we get through the first gate in, what is it, the middle of next month? I don't remember, I don't remember what the gates are. March 8th, March, March 29th, 8th. April 12th. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, so the Tales from the Plantation podcast, they got back <laughs> together and were able to record in the same room. <laughs> Except for Buttons. Buttons ended up in, what is it, Bookstagram Jail? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if that exists. <laughs> That's a thing. 
no, listen, June twenty first, I'll still be still be reading in my little reading corner. But is anyone trying to get their beach? There. Is anyone trying to get their beach body ready as well? Just as a question. I've been trying to get my beach body ready from last year, and it's, it's, it's <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, first of all, we stay beach body ready. Uh, and okay, but everybody is a that, beach body. According uh, to the body can I just say it's a lie? But there's a reason why buttons is on cap. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> that is fem. That is femphobia. It's highest. And I just want to condemn yeah. that, and I just want to tell everybody that your body is a beach body because it's a body. Yeah, that. I mean, that's actually. Do you know what? Funny enough, that's actually true. So whichever no, no, way, it actually doesn't matter. This is this, no, is, no. this is you. This is your. This is your men's men's bodies get policed again. Okay, we don't need <laughs> this, Harry. You ain't with us. I, I stand with the ladies. Correct. <laughs> oh wow! Now we speak to side. Imagine this is the one day he decides to pick a side. No, no. Actually, do you know what's actually? It's actually funny. Do you know? What? I've actually saying that. I've actually realized that. You know, we talk about language and fat phobic language and stuff like that. I actually realize that some of the stuff you just say is like it's it just is like even saying beach body is like a bit i mean i know everyone gets what you mean but even just thinking about it now it's kind of a bad phrase really if you think about it like i, I know what it means to, not, to me and you but anyone who's not beach body ready would think that and you know what i stand with them <laughs> that's what you feel for you but when i speak i speak for me you and what you, i'm yeah, saying yeah. I am this body ready. Do you know what I had a, just on the topic of fat uh, fat baby, I had a really interesting talk that I went to um for work talking about obesity and like how the, the myth that obesity is to do with willpower and lack of willpower and what actually works in terms of combating obesity. And that was is really interesting. Basically, you more, know, more people, basically friend, not me. <laughs> Basically, for for, for, uh, severe obesity, basically surgery, like bariatric surgery, is like the most evidence-based cure for it. And more people in this country should be being put forward for surgery. Um, Is there a reason why they're saying it's not down to willpower? Because basically at a certain level of obesity, no matter how much diet and exercise you do, you're probably not going to lose weight because your body... The, the biological markers in your, in your body basically reset to keep you at a certain set point so that you, you, you'll find it very, very difficult to, to lose weight, no matter how much diet and exercise you do. Um, at le- like, you know, obviously, depending on, on your weight, you can lose weight. I'm not saying that you can't, but especially when it comes to morbid obesity and like very high BMIs, it's probably past that point, which is why surgery is the best option. And it's proven to be quite very, like, relatively safe. Well, not relatively safe, safe, very safe and effective in the vast majority of people. So, yeah, go see your GP if that's your situation. And this segment of the podcast has been sponsored by the NHS. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, do you know, I was actually talking to someone. I was like, I want to get, um, I would love to monetize this podcast, but unfortunately we don't have enough listens. So, <laughs> y'all need to <laughs> tell a friend to tell a friend so that we can monetize this podcast. Do you know that we're still recording? So what no, you've just whole... told all the people who are still listening is <laughs> basically your listening is cool, yeah, but it's not good enough for me to do anything with at the moment. So and also we're not popular enough. You're, you're not popular. Yeah. Like, this is actually dead, this is a dead free podcast. We're not popular like that. <laughs> no, no, but we have a consistent listenership and they know that and we know we appreciate you because we have a consistent consistent listenership every single week. Yeah. Month. I'm, so I'm we appreciate gonna, you. I'm gonna come, I'm a, I'm gonna switch sides here and I'm I'm with you, Harry. This isn't this isn't an insult to our existing listeners. This is a yo a call. We appreciate you. 
Mm. This is an article. You know, you know what we want you to do? We want you to tell a friend to tell a friend. That's it. Because this podcast needs to reach more people. Can and you be able to... I was just... Oh, you got it. You got there before me because that's what I was going to do. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> brilliant work. Brilliant, brilliant work. Brilliant work. Brilliant work. Church kids will understand that reference. Yeah. I was literally about to say, for anybody who was confused as to the environment that you lot grew up in, thank you. <laughs> Um, lastly, uh, shout out to Getz, um, who nearly went to number one, but he went to number two, which is still sick. Uh, for his conflict of interest album, um, who was actually his... number one? Our cousin was on that, some dude, yeah, our cousin was on it. Some dude, I can't remember, four dudes, I don't know their names really. JLS, no, <laughs> they had a drill song, apparently. Is this true? No, I think it was Moon, Moon, um, what's his name? Oh, right, do you know? What I actually thought it was, I thought it was serious. Oh man. What's That's his, kind of disappointed me. I really thought. I feel really bad that I haven't pronounced it properly. Munya Chihuahua. Yeah, Munya Chihuahua did a okay. parody. Does any okay right now? Someone name your JLS song right now. Uh, what's the one that goes? Any uh, whatever. I'll be forever. Love. Wow. <laughs> what is that? Love. 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 For you. Buttons, what was your, okay? Sorry, I don't. Tunde, Tunde, buttons, what was yours? <laughs> buttons don't even know. Okay, well, I guess nobody knows. Love, I realize, everybody, everybody in love. Oh, everybody, everybody in, love. in love. That everybody was mine. Love. Love. And that was the one that I was just singing. Um, so the, one the one you're singing today. The one today you're singing was No, it was everybody in love. I actually don't know that. I've never heard oh. this in my life. But I also remember Beat Again. Da, 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 be again. Do you remember that one? Together, that one I think I remember. Yeah. The only thing I know about JLS is Rochelle Hume. Michelle? It's Rochelle. Michelle. Yeah, that's the only thing I know about them. Wow. You don't even remember the dude's name. Marvin Hume. Marvin. Yeah, Marvin. Marvin. I, I don't, I've never... I've no, no. You know, I, I kind of want to call them Jay Boog and like what's up? <laughs> Rasby, yeah. The only, literally, the only I can tell you is the whole list of artists that have come out in the last five years. I could not five. five Genesis are ten. Like Genesis are like doing their ten, ten year years. All oh, right, fifteen years, whatever. I don't know. I can tell you a single song. JLS, the Saturdays. Um, what's the other girl band? What they a little called? mix. But the thing is, you know, you would know the songs if you if you, if they were played to you. I don't think I would. Do you know what? I honestly don't think I would because people have said that to me about other things like um, Drake. Like, I honestly, I, I don't. I, I, when I go into like shops and stuff, I tune out. Often I have my headphones on for yeah. the start, so I'm listening to my own music. And if I don't have my headphones on, that means I've left them at home, which is quite rare. And I often like tune out. So there's certain voices that I tune into because I know, like Beyonce, I tune into her voice. Rihanna's got a very distinct voice, I tune into it. Like, but a lot of other voices, especially like the like little mix type, I literally don't tune into their voices because their voices are unfortunately like no offense, not distinct enough for me to tune into them. So I just don't know their music. Don't know. Good well, day. um, what what down the street? I wouldn't know a thing. Wouldn't know a thing. Sorry to them. Um. Well, well in- I don't know why you're talking about JLS and we the people are still, um, loving, loved, and are still loving. D'Angelo's verses from Ooh, last night. Yes. If no, we? Bit, that's, that's yeah. where, where we are at. I don't know what you're doing with this Absolutely. JLS, but this is where we love in that verses. 
Yeah, we were. Like, no, with her. That was. I'm not, so I'm not going to lie to you guys. I was kind of skipping through, and I was like, "Why is no. he skipping over his yeah. track?" Like, okay, for instance, this is so. Listen, so people know where I stand. This was my most listened to track from last year. So don't, you know, don't get it twisted. You don't know that track. Okay, you don't know that track. Ooh. I mean, did it even? You know, it's not. I don't okay. understand. What, I don't understand what he's saying or anything. But right, <laughs> he's saying, but that, that's what he's saying, right? But Spanish joint was my listen to. But I, I heard it on the verses. I was like, wait, but that, you're not singing. You're not really singing over it. And I was just. It was all a bit baffling to me. I don't know if that's just me. Clearly, you guys it. enjoyed it. I love the duet with her. That was great. That is just you. The duet with her literally has made my week. And I think that will be... Last week, I was playing um, the Kirk Franklin... Oh, let's talk about yeah. that. It was that vibe. And this week, is it's the Angelo vibe. So, I, I mean, Harry... Righteous and wretched. <laughs> listen, everything <laughs> yeah. in balance. Everything in balance. <laughs> The high and the low. But D'Angelo are. is, someone said it on, on Twitter, D'Angelo is low-key spiritual. Like, his stuff sounds very, like... Well, yeah, because he's a church kid. He's a church it's kid. He's kind of a preacher, I think. It is, it is. Another dimension, truly. Oh, who heard Jasmine Sullivan's national, national anthem? You know, oh, oh no, I've not heard it. That, what? It was amazing. Wasn't it with some dude? Or yeah, it was like some, that? like, country and western guy. He was cool. Oh, yeah, I did hear that. It was all right. But, I mean, really, it was Jasmine Sullivan's national anthem. Okay. Let's let's uh, let me let me hear what this this national anthem is saying. It's I eight. mean, it, it's gonna go in my top 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 five. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Let's hear it. This right. Yep. Guitar's killing already. I would not have seen Jasmine on this. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, could have done without him. But he still was nice, but I could have just done with just Jasmine. But he was fine. All right, I'm going to skip to where have In this okay all right cool it's because it's jasmine we know yeah we it's know not it. even we that, like, i know what it is yeah. i know what it is okay cool yeah for me my, my favorite is still well the See, best is whitney's but my favorite it's is all right um, what's their faces what what Fergie. <laughs> yeah, you're right. My favorite no, no, has to be Carl Lewis. Carl Lewis, Carl Lewis. Really, hands down. Is... Carl Lewis is absolutely hands because down the best me one. Joy in terms of national anthems that bring me joy, Carl Lewis ones bring me the yeah most the most joy. joy of anybody. And that brings you more joy than Fergie. No, it did. Trust no, me. No, listen to it again. Like it actually does. This is like the best. Make up 
for it now. <laughs> oh, the land of the free. <laughs> oh, no. Nah. It just brings nah. me joy. It's the way he said, I'll nah. make up for it. And he I'll did make it. Up what I love is nah. the land of. And he's like, I could. The free. Do you know why I must say that Fergie's one is funnier? Because he acknowledges that it's not going well. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. There is something funny about the obliviousness. Oh no, she's on forty-two percent in every Like the worst thing is that everybody's laughing. Like Chance is laughing, Draymond Green's laughing, Steph Curry, they're all laughing. <laughs> the moment if <laughs> oh. every note is like oh. the thing is, if you can watch that oh. why is she trying to seduce us? <laughs> trying to seduce the founding fathers. If you don't can see Steph Curry's face. His face is like, what's going on? Well, I'm going to skip. Anthony Anderson looks, he's just looking confused. It's the accompaniment as well. It just, it's just so weird. It's just such, it's like, try to be in a jazz club on a table. And yeah. I just, why are you giving me jazz club table vibes? It's just like Ronnie Scott's, bro. But it's not giving me Ronnie Scott's. It's giving me like, it's like oh, giving no, me stop, CD, stop, stop. CD bar in, in like a, <laughs> in the wrong side of town. I just think if you can watch. Some of these black players look offended. They actually look offended. Okay, okay, okay. You know what? To be honest, it's the best bit. Draymond Green just like tries not to bust up. <laughs> They're all just cracking up. This is no, nah, this is oh, I did. Jimmy Kimmel just laughing. The thing is, it's not she she just can't sing at all. But it's just this was not for her. No, it was just, it was, just, it was a bad day. So. I think if you watch that video and you can keep a straight face. Up until the point, like past the point where Chance buses up, you, yeah. you are truly made of stronger stuff than me. <laughs> Trust me, and you got a poker face, and you should just, yeah, you should go yeah. for it, man. <laughs> make, make all the bets, take all the bets. <laughs> Trust me. All right, guys, that's Tales from the Plantation, Volume Thirty Nine. You can catch us on uh, Instagram at Tales from Plantation, Twitter at Plantation Tales, uh, Facebook Tales from Plantation, and we're across Spotify. Apple Podcasts and everywhere else you can get good podcasts. Um, hashtag Tales and Plantation to continue the conversation. And yeah, volume 39, we are out. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. What? What are you singing? Roll out. Oh, Roll out. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, that's actually a good. Yeah, it's. Roll out, roll out.